and welcome to the Scooby Two. This is a new Scooby Doo related podcast. It's just two dudes talking about doo. Um, I'm Eddie. I'm the brown haired one, and I am joined by James, who is the ginger one. Hello, I'm James, the ginger haired one. Don't be alarmed if I'm referred to as Moss during this, because <laughs> Eddie does call me Moss from time to time. Yes, it's James's nickname. I was going to try and keep out of the show to be professional, but uh, it's not going to happen. And ruined, I'm glad we've addressed that early on. Ruined the illusion already. Yeah. So that's us. That's the tone. Um, we're going to play a little bit of a theme tune for you. And then we're going to talk about some Scooby Dooby Doo. <laughs> We're just two dudes who are talking about do Songs to jinkies and lots in between Grab your Scooby snacks up in the mystery machine So we're talking about the very first episode of Scooby-Doo Aired in 1969 The Birth of Scoob Hanna-Barbera Comics uh, Yeah, it's Comics, called, uh, sorry, Scooby-Doo a comic no, sorry <laughs> Sorry, the cartoon, <laughs> cartoon. Wow, what a good start, Moss. What a great start. Um, so yeah, it's called What a Night for a Night, obviously, featuring the classic Black Knight. An gonna... absolute iconic villain it's, it's for a, our it's first a good outing. Villain. It's, a, it's a classic. Um, but here's the little, I say little, it's kind of a long synopsis, but I kind of condensed it down because, you know, the Wikipedia right. is quite intense. Yeah, I can imagine. Okay, well, run run us down with that sweet, sweet Scoobinopsis, James. There we go. A man driving a truck down a road during the night, unaware that the suit of dark armor in the back has come to life. Close Ooh. by, Scoob and Shaggy are walking home from the movies. They notice the same pickup truck before, now abandoned, where they go for a closer look and they find the lifeless suit of armor in the driver's seat. Ooh... Ooh. <laughs> uh, they return to the rest of the gang to examine it. Fred reads, delivered to Jameson Hyde White, Professor of Archaeology, London, England. Daphne also finds a delivery slip reading, deliver to the county museum. Very convenient. Very, yeah, it's a nice little plot line there. Uh, the next day, the gang travels to the museum, all the way to England from wherever they are, um, to deliver the rest of the Black Knight to the... You know, museum. I'm I'm pretty sure that museum is just in America. I, I think it's just like there's one English guy. It says here. It says. Does it say? It says. <laughs> oh, wow. To the county museum. No way. It's, well, yeah, it's quite. It's either come all the way from England or it's they're going to England. I'm going to choose to live in the fantasy world you've created, Moss, where they just got on a plane and went all the way to England um, <laughs> <laughs> for like one sort of very weak lead on what could be a mystery ignore this giant suit of armor going through the hand luggage uh, just, <laughs> yeah yeah sorry can through. we get this in the carry-on <laughs> um so the gang travels all the way to the museum where we meet uh, a stumpy little man by the name of uh <laughs> mr wicks and he basically kind of like introduces them he's like oh beware mystery of the black knight spooky spooky kind of you know Sows the seeds, all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, hams it up. Hams it up, gives it the business. Um, basically, it's like, you know, two workers put it in the medieval section, obviously, of course, and then Scooby-Doo finds a mysterious pair of glasses. Sounds about right. So uh, the gang then, you know, leave, you know, with their general kind of suspicions, what's going on. It's a bit spooky. 
Um, we got a mystery, perhaps. Uh, they're <laughs> driving, and then they realize kind of Scooby has these glasses on, and they're like, yeah. we need to find out what that does. So they go to the library, and they realize that the glasses are actually used by English archaeologists, and then they link that to the, the English professor, Hyde White who's gone right. mysteriously missing. So they do that. They decide to kind of uh, break in to the museum at night, like the like the bunch of teenagers they are. Yeah, very um, rowdy. Yeah, Shaggy does some fine gymnastics getting into the building. I have so much to say about this in the next section. <laughs> I, I, this, I have a large pile of notes on, on Shaggy here. So they basically get in there. They meet the Black Knight. He gives them a little spook, get them a little, you know, <laughs> what's the business? <laughs> uh, they kind of uncover a spooky door uh, where they see a bunch of kind of fake paintings and then they're like, mm -hmm. Fred's like, this mystery is solved after like two clues. Um, <laughs> and then, and then um, they get into this big kind of finale set piece where they end up in the relic room. Scoob drives a plane, uh, completely crashes it into the Black Knight. <laughs> uh, they unmask the Black Knight because he's obviously been hit by a, a plane and who who do you think it would be the only other character in this <laughs> mr wicks <laughs> so um uh, yeah mr wicks is is kind of the villain and he's basically yeah. like you know i'm greedy been stealing paintings forging them using the black knight to kind of spook them off and then uh they find professor hyde white hidden in like a tiki statue which is kind of yeah. alluded to throughout the episode, but I kind of just brushed over it. Yeah, I don't think that's the, you know, I mean, it's two shots of a statue's yeah, eyes yeah. moving, you know, it's not... It's nothing. It, yeah, it's, it's not the, the, the foundation of the episode, I don't think. Yeah, but that's the kind of the brief synopsis. Yeah, as, as brief as it can be, really, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's interesting hearing like a Scooby, a Scooby synopsis um, without any of the jokes. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it kind of it it diminishes the value of Scooby Doo. I think loses a lot. It breaks it down very kind of bare bones, and it's a bit like, oh. doesn't it? Just um, cool. Well, well, I mean, thank you for the Scoob Nopsis, James. It's, uh, no problem. No problem. It's my um, pleasure. I know, absolutely stellar work. Um, other than getting the country wrong and uh, and Mr. Wickle's name wrong as well. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's and Mr. Wickles and Scooby Comics as well. <laughs> Um, and and yeah, is it Mr. Comics. Is it Mr. Wickles or it's Mr. Mr. Wickles? I thought it was Mr. Mr. Wickles. Oh, okay. I'm I'm not as uh, clearly I didn't read the synopsis. Yeah, very clearly well. you're not you're not you're not taking this as seriously as I am, <laughs> James. Um, okay, well, you know what I'm going to ask you, James. Um, I'm going to ask you, what did you mystery think of that episode? Oh, well, I mystery thought it was it's a it's a good episode, isn't it? It's it's like the first episode of Scooby Doo. It's so good. It starts us off, doesn't it? I, I thought it was really interesting. So I want to say a little, a couple of things about the like theme tune and the music mm. um, to start us off, if if I may. Please, please um, do. So this is just, this is more just a sort of provocation than anything. Theme tune, right? Um, pretending you've got a sliver. A sliver, right? Mm. Meaning like splinter. But... That is a word I have never heard used in in any context, other than like a sliver of like cake. Yeah. You know, if someone's like, yeah. a sliver of cake." I've never heard that in anywhere to mean a splinter, other than in the Scooby Doo "Where Are You" theme tune. 
It that, bothered yeah. me as a child, it, it, and it bothers me now. <laughs> <laughs> it still gets to you to this day. Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, I I don't have any anything particularly philosophical to say about it. It just, just one gets of those my things. go. Yeah, it gets you. Um, and also the soundtrack is is much more exuberant in these early Scooby Doo's than I remember. It is it's mad. It's all like huge bra sections and like tremolo cello. Ch- it's cello, really good. Tremoloed cellos and like. Yeah, xylophones for yeah, everything. Very, it's like, like is someone nostalgic. walking? Xylophone. Yeah, for sure. I'd forgotten about that and I really enjoyed that. So yeah, okay. Let's let's talk let's talk about what we what we mystery mystery thought. Um I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was it was kind of different in tone to mm. how I remembered Scooby Doo being, but I think that might be because it was the first one. Yeah. I thought there was a lot a lot that was absent in it that I kind of expected. Like, there's no chase scene. Um, yeah, it wasn't really much Which I was really chase. surprised about. They can't um, just go into it, really, don't they? There's no, like, kind of setup or expedition. It's yeah. just like, hey, Scoob, we're walking home to the cinema. <laughs> yeah. Uh, through this spooky forest for some reason. Yeah. And here's these other people that we know. Yeah, it does just expect you kind of to know them already. I feel like, you know, it, in the hypothetical world where I was an eight-year-old in, what, 1969, mm. is it? I'd watch that and I'd be like, well, I have no idea. You know, like, because Scooby-Doo is so ingrained in your mind. You yeah, know what yeah. Scooby-Doo is. But imagine not knowing what Scooby-Doo is and then seeing it. You'd be like... What's going... Yeah, what's like... Who are these people? Why is the dog talking? Yeah. This is probably like one of the very first kind of proper cartoon series. It surprised me um, that there was no setup. But yeah, I mean, um, in terms of the actual episode, like I was I was disappointed with the opening section. So it's after they do the sort of running through the woods, setting the tone bit. And then they're standing outside this pickup truck with the Dark Knight in it. And Shaggy does this thing where I can't remember what the joke is, but he makes some joke about like, Oh, night, like night, get it? Yeah, like, yeah. Shaggy, that's the name of the episode. It's the <laughs> title card. And then he like obnoxiously laughs at his own joke and everyone's like, oh, very funny, Shaggy. And then he makes another yeah, joke yeah. that he also obnoxiously laughs at. That he's like, like, oh, hide and seek. I've never heard of hide white, but I've heard of hide and seek. And then he <laughs> starts laughing about this poor man who's been kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, and like, Shaggy, you're the only one laughing at that. <laughs> like, that is not your best work. So, so in, initially I just thought, Oh no, I'm gonna hate Shaggy. No. But then he kind of he brought it round. He, he redeems himself. So. Yeah, he's he re- definitely redeems himself. Yeah. Um. And I think in terms of jokes, do you have any jokes that really stood out? What were your favourite jokes from um, the episode? I like the physical comedy more than the actual kind of writing of okay. the jokes because they were kind of a bit like stale. Not stale, sure. like. They were, they were, some of them were funny and they're like very cheesy, aren't they? And they were written in 1969. They're probably going a bit stale, you know? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I imagine so. I think I really enjoyed when Velma goes, holy hula hoops. Yes. Oh, I that, that was that fantastic. I was like yeah, that. Hold on to your hula hoops. Yeah. It's like, that's <laughs> that a phrase we need to start bringing great. back. Yeah. I was a huge fan of that. I actually... Um, I've got it written down. Velma was by far the funniest in this episode. Yeah, Velma gets all she gets the some best good jokes. jokes. 
Uh, she also had um, tall, tin, dark, and creepy, which I thought <laughs> was great. Was pretty, pretty darn good. And then she gets the Shaggy's medicine bit as well, which is the really Shaggy's funny. The Shaggy's medicine bit. It's I so love good. how that comes out of nowhere. We haven't pre-established that um, Shaggy requires medicine, and yeah. then there's a bit where Velma's lost her glasses. The the Black Knight has fallen into like the stocks and is yeah. like stuck there. Velma can't see him, thinks that he's Shaggy for whatever reason, and is like, good job, I brought your medicine, Shaggy. Just kind of manifest this medicine bowl <laughs> and spoon out of nowhere. It just raises so many questions. Like, like is Shaggy ill? In yeah. which case, why <laughs> yeah. are you dragging him on this mystery? I feel like they do that a lot, though. They just kind of introduce random one-note plot points yeah. like i mean we're, we're probably reading into it too much but um this is what this podcast that's is about. the point right yeah, yeah exactly exactly but um yeah the holy who hoops was great yeah very um funny. i did enjoy the bit where they're kind of crawling under the bear skin yeah, rug that was that was funny and they have like the and then it cuts to like the black knight chill music i thought that was really fun yeah, that was good. That was like a, such a classic Scoob kind yeah. of joke. Yeah, I enjoyed that. And then the bit with the plane at the end is bizarre, but funny. I love it. It's amazing how often planes manage to worm their way into Scooby-Doo. Like, I can't think of any other specific examples, but I know there are going to be some. We should keep like a plane tally. Plane tally. I like that. Um yeah, so one plane thus far. Mm. <laughs> this is where we do this show for two years. and then <laughs> One plane. Yeah, so the mystery machine. So I, I really want to talk about this sequence. Fred opens the mystery machine to get a ladder out so Shaggy can break in. It's full of stuff. There's so much, that, like, it's so much it's detail. It's like there's a saw in yeah. there and stuff, which I really wasn't expecting. Like... They really went all How out on that little... How much money has gone into, yeah, Mystery Inc.? There's like a med kit in there, like a toolbox and like wire and it's like everything in there. Yeah, it's it It feels like Fred should need a permit for, for some a lot of, of those things. things you know? Yeah, yeah. But brilliant. And then I mean, that leads on to um, this weird joke with the ladder. There's a joke with the ladder. Shaggy's <laughs> yeah, like at the top like of the that, ladder. Yeah. Um, and then they like jacked it up with a car jack, which is just, there's no that care was hilarious. Shaggy's yeah, Shaggy here. would be dead by now in yeah. episode one. Yeah, but it leads to the line that I think you and I have, have both been thinking about, Moss, yeah. um, which is uh, Daphne saying, Shaggy's the swingingest gymnast <laughs> in school, <laughs> which explains so much about the Scooby-Doo canon, Yeah, as well as raises many options. Why is... How is Shaggy a gymnast? Um, yeah. Does he compete in competitions? Because I just can't see that for him. Um, I'm surprised he's still in school, if, you know? Yeah, if I were to, like, watching the rest of Scooby-Doo like I have, I would not be able to be like, yeah, I know Shaggy's the gymnast because they, yeah. men like, they mention it that one time. Yeah, and it's like there's so much cartoon logic. But they were like, no, we have to explain why he's going yeah. through the window. <laughs> like, don't worry about the plane starting up in the museum, but we have to explain how he goes through the window. It's great. I love that line. The swinging is gymnast. The <laughs> swinging, yeah. Beautifully kind of 60s as well. I quite enjoyed the episode. It's a lot of nostalgia and it's a lot of like, I thought it was going to be kind of like less funny than, it, than I thought it was going to be. But I think sure. some of the jokes still kind of, 
hold up. And I did get like a good few chuckles out of like just watching it again. Yeah, I think it has this sort of abject chaos and mm. like the tone of it is just so sort of endearing. I, I sort of didn't laugh out loud at many of the jokes, but there's bits that are just so sort of obscure and random yeah, yeah. that they're like really funny. Um, like the medicine cabinet bit. Yeah, the know? medicine bit and, you know, them walking home. Like, they just decide to walk through a spooky forest to get home. And it's just really funny, all that yeah. kind of weird, why is anyone doing this kind of stuff. I really enjoyed it. It's nice to go back and kind of watch the very first episodes again. And it was nice that it was good, you know? Mm, I, yeah. I really wanted a chase sequence, but other than that... Yeah. You got like yeah, a mini good. one with the frog. That's like kind of the Yeah, that's true. The that was the closest we got. At the beginning. But that yeah, they didn't get many chase chasing, which is a bit upsetting. Cause like you want to see that kind of iconic background scroll through the same image about five times. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean it's just such great time filler, isn't it? Yeah, it's great classic. So shall we shall we round up with our villainous verdict villainous on what we verdict. Um, what we thought of this week's villain? Moss, I can't lie to you. I think the weakest part of of this episode, the name of which I've forgotten, um, Night for a Night or something. Mm, yeah. Um, there's only one person in it that isn't Mr. Yeah, Ian. yeah, you got like, two... There's one suspect. You got two stooges who are like the museum <laughs> handlers and then it's like, well, it's not going to be any of them. Yeah, so, they, had, they had no lines other than sort of grunting. It's, yeah, it's kind of like... Well, wonder who it could be. It's Mr. Wickles, it's isn't Mr. it? Mr. Wickles, who knew? <laughs> Naughty Mr. Wickles. So yeah, in, in this villainous verdict section, we talk about what we thought about the villain and we talk about um, whether we thought they were justified in their actions, like, all that plan. kind of jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Wickles is a mess. He's, he's an absolute <laughs> stooge himself. <laughs> he is a fool beyond his years. <laughs> um... Yeah, yeah, he's awful. Let me just okay. The, let's let's just say this: the Black Knight villain. It's really cool. I love the concept. Yeah. It looks cool with the kind of yellow blinking eyes in there. Mm. It's so good. Like it's an iconic Scooby villain. Mister Wicks, Mister Wickles, whatever his name is, <laughs> his plan is is awful. He's so unmemorable. His name cannot stick in in Moss's mind. This Black Knight has come all the way from England yeah. to this museum in America, right? So you're yeah. telling me Mr. Wickles has got in this suit of armour, stood in the box all the way from England <laughs> to America. Right. Okay. No. So they explain this in the episode, right? Yeah. In that sort of classic Scooby-Doo, it's the end of the episode. We're all just going to explain what happened. Um. So the explanation is that Mr. Wickles snuck to the train station to meet this English professor and then got in the suit of armour at the train station. It seems... How? Why not How just... Do do... Why? Why? Just yeah, wait till I... he gets to the museum that clearly no one else works yeah. at. Bonk him over the yeah, head with exactly. a wrench. <laughs> wait till he gets there. Saves you Bob getting in the suit of armour. The thing is... The dude had to wait for the full moon to attack because he puts in his <laughs> script, he's like, oh, Black Knight only attacks when it's the full moon. Yeah, so the dude's that's such a mistake. There. He must have just sort of said that and then immediately been like, oh, no, that's werewolves. <laughs> oh, man, why did I say that? <laughs> what have I done? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. And made made much funnier by when the police show up at the end as they do in Scooby-Doo. The cop is like, we never would have believed it was Mr. Wickles. <laughs> Who is <laughs> 
Who is Mr. Wickles? He has no setup beforehand of being like, I'm a good person. Literally. And and also he's like he's a kind of nerdy guy, right? He's got glasses. He looks a bit suspect, yeah. Yeah, he's a bit nerdy. And then they're like, Oh yeah, Mr. Wickles was counterfeiting these paintings and and selling them with his gang. (laughs) The two stooges. I have to believe that Mr. Wickles most forgettable man in the world is like some sort of Walter White Breaking Bad-esque he's, kind of counterfeit he's, yeah, he's ring owner. Probably, yeah. Wouldn't he's like, and he he's, he picked the Black Knight suit, right? Which is like kind of looks like a six foot five tall of art suit of armor, <laughs> and yeah. he's like five foot. He's like tiny. <laughs> he's on stilts. Yeah, he's, he's on stilts for sure. On stilts. Um, yeah, and I don't know, maybe the less we say about the fact that Scooby drove a literal, like, bloody plane into yeah. this man, the better, because that is... He did take a... Savage. A, a beating, yeah. Mr. Wickles did well not to just, like, have the suit of armour crush in and eviscerate yeah. his <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just kind of, like, rupture his, his liver and stuff. I also enjoyed that right at the end we had that, um... Scooby in the Black Knight armor. That was fun, yeah. Classic. Because that's such a classic Scooby. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. Also, his his plan was to hide the body of Professor White in the yes. museum underneath some tiki armor, tiki statue. Yeah, why'd he do that? He didn't even kill it. Well, I know it's Scooby-Doo, so yeah. they're not going to be like, Mr. Wickle straight up murdered a man, right? I, I, <laughs> I, underst- I understand that. But yeah. I'll keep him in the statue, the most like conspicuous place I can possibly. Are people think not of. gonna come into this museum and go, "Oh, wait a minute, that tiki statue's eyes are moving." That's a bit yeah, weird. Yeah, eventually he's gonna blink enough that someone notices. Or right? he's just gonna start humming and and like being <laughs> yeah. a help me get me out of here while he can see these <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Mr. Wickles, you've made some mistakes, and also you're a museum. I don't know how much does a museum curator make. I just feel like there would have been easier ways to yeah, make some you, some bank for some Mr. Quick Wickles. Money, yeah, like it's not the the greatest scheme of all time, is it? So, on a scale of zoinks to jinkies, what did you think of Mr. Wickles then, James? He, the Black Knight itself gets a gets a thumbs up, gets a couple of Scooby snacks from me. But his actual kind of yeah. plan is is very zoinks indeed. Is very bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. I think Black Knight is kind of iconic. I love his like grumbling and growling and stuff as well. Um so yeah, I think two TV snacks is completely fair. And yeah, I a big old a big old zoinks on Mr. Wickles. Yeah, he he's what he deserves, honestly. Yeah. It's for the best. And and what did you think of the episode as a whole, Moss? Why don't you give us just like a sentence to sum up your feelings on um yeah. this, the first episode of Scooby Doo? Good episode, solid. It's a good pilot. It's a good start to the Scooby show. It doesn't really introduce the characters very well, but you kind of can kind of get the gist of what they're about by mm. watching the show anyway. Um but it's kind of cool to me that this is like kind of the first introduction of some of the classic jokes. Like mm-hmm. this would have been the first time you see my glasses, my glasses, where are my glasses? Which is like, you know it now. It's so like super like pop iconic. culture iconic. Yeah, exactly. But I thought it was a great way to get into this. You know, it's just so it's simple. There are jokes in there, you know. Sure, sure. It's great. Yeah, I think like 
I really wanted a chase scene and like some of the other iconic Scooby stuff, but I guess to expect yeah. all of that to be in the pilot is is misguided of me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and I liked it. Felt like very archetypical Scooby Doo, and it's like it's in a museum, so there's all this like museum stuff. Yeah, um, lots of things to kind of play around with in the museum. You know, lots of funny little gags to make. Yeah, exactly. There's so much stuff. Whereas you know, when they go to some other places later on, it's a bit like oh, you've kind of screwed yourself by putting us in a mine here <laughs> yeah can't really do oh, much with the mine don't don't talk about it's the mine. you wait until we get to, to the mine <laughs> we have feel, thoughts and feelings on that yeah. one um yeah it's coming yeah brilliant well i think with that that's our first episode of um yeah. scooby 2 done unless you have anything to add lovely moss no i think we we've capped it out thanks for joining us on scooby 2 and um yeah Join us next week when we'll be reviewing the second episode of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? A better podcast host would have Googled what it was called. Um, A worse podcast host wouldn't have done an outro at all. The next episode is a clue for Scooby-Doo where we'll see the premise. A rocky mountain point beach. The gang encounters the ghost of an old sea diver. A sailor claims that the ghost of Captain Cutler, who according to a legend died at sea many years ago when his boat got wrecked Ooh. and now wants revenge. Ooh, revenge. Ooh. I Better remember this one spooked. being good, actually. I'm excited. Yes, yes. Brilliant. And so should you be, dear listener. So join us Join us next week uh, where we'll be talking about that. Bye-bye Fantastic. from me, Eddie, brown-haired one. Goodbye from Moss, a.k.a. James, the ginger one. See you soon. <laughs>